Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast the answer is so so simple anchor it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone tablet or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and wherever you listen to your podcast you can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners downloads everything I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host today, and I'm doing the intro, which I hate doing. Everybody that knows me and all of my podcasts knows I hate doing the intro. But with Levi gone, somebody has to do it. So I'm your host today, Tommy, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. Of course, you can follow the show at Heels and Quads. And joining me today is one of my favorite people that I've ever met in the wrestling, quote-unquote, business. One of my best friends on social media. One of my favorite people to follow. Follow all of his content. Watch all of his videos. He's a fucking magician with content. And he's part of that Gary V school that everybody knows and loves. And speaking of Gary V, our New York Jets lost last night. But we won't talk about that. I'll save that for the football show on Sunday. So joining me today, the inaugural inductee into the hog wing of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame. He was there with us in Rio. Adam Rotella from Kayfabe Tees. Adam, what is up, my friend? Well, hey there, Tommy. I got to say that uh, the, the conditions of this podcast are not as nice as Rio de Janeiro, but uh, it's very nice to be here with you, my man. I hear you are broadcasting live from your car. What's up with that, my man? The mobile studio of Heels and Quads Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. Anybody that listens to the baseball show, the football show, whatever knows, I usually record from the car. 
on those shows because the kids are usually home on Sundays or Tuesday evenings. But today I wanted it to be special because Adam is joining the show. You're joining the show and we need some peace and quiet. I love it, Tommy. Well, hey, man, I, I'm very excited to be on this show. I'm sorry that Levi is not joining us today. Is he on a beach somewhere? What's that guy doing right now? He is on a beach on his honeymoon five months later. But you know what? <laughs> he had to wait through the summer because, like us, he's in the, he's in the industry. So uh, the busy time is always the summer. The nighttime is the right time. So he had to take some time and enjoy his new lovely bride. Well, I'm, I'm sure he just kept telling his wife, never say never, miss. I promise we're going on a honeymoon. <laughs> and it was funny when I told my wife, Amanda, you guys all know her. I said, she was like, they're going on a honeymoon. We didn't get one. I said, yeah, but we also have three kids that I have to take care of. So yeah, <laughs> that's the way it is. Yeah. You got to pay bills. They keep coming. Well, hey, man, if you keep eating that blue chew, they're just going to keep on coming as well. And so will you. Ding! Yeah, oh, thank you. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes, I knew it would be around somewhere. <laughs> so, Adam, I mean, last time we talked really in, in depth was, you know, StarCast. So, I mean, you've, you've made some life changes. You, you're, you're making moves. Your social media content is out of this fucking world, man. And hey, you're making you. business moves. So I, tell, tell, tell the fans out there who might not keep up with everything. What's going on, man? Well, yeah, man. I uh, just recently moved to Austin, Texas. It is uh, just really like two, three weeks ago, I think. And it is just absolutely beautiful. We, we drove all the way from Vegas to Austin with two cats. So that was that was very interesting. They were drugged up the whole time. So I think that they were just staring out the window, enjoying life. And uh, uh, we stopped in Roswell, New Mexico, to do some UFO museum. I don't know if there's any conspiracy fans out there, but as, as you know, I am a huge conspiracy guy. So going to that Roswell museum, I mean, when else am I going to get a chance to go to Roswell, New Mexico? It's not exactly, uh, you know, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So that was a lot of fun. Business moves. Uh, still doing the NWA podcast, still making a ton of content for people out there. But now we actually, I uh, through doing that podcast, I met my business partner, Josiah, who lives in Denver. He has his own printing shirt company. So now we're in the business of not only talking about wrestling, not only having a wrestling podcast, not even having wrestling content, but helping other wrestling creators promote their merch, get their merch out there. And, uh, you know, we're, we are trying to host the party of the wrestling community online. And once we get, once we catch up with technology, because as you know, my man, we barely were able to do this right now on anchor. So once we get our technology up to, up to snuff, I I'm thinking that we're really going to be taking wrestling Twitter by storm. You're seeing the foundation of it right now with, I think that we're producing at least 10 to 15 pieces of content a day that comes out. And dude, it's just going to get more and more and more. I moved to Austin to go all in on this wrestling goal. If you thought that I was all in when you met me at StarCast, my man, for all in, I'm even more all in now. I love it, man. And I, I, I really honestly, like no, no bullshit aside, breaking kayfabe a tad. Yeah, I, I I watch everything you do, man, and I, I you're 
one of my best friends for real. Thank uh, you. In this, in this small, you know, part of the business that we're in. But I mean, I watched you move on your Instagram stories <laughs> and all that shit, all the Roswell shit. I loved it. It was great, great content always. Thanks, and, man. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's different content, folks. We, the, the overarch is, is wrestling, is professional wrestling, but I'm talking about me being in debt. I'm talking about me being in a relationship. I'm talking about real life stuff right now. So it's really a, if you think wrestling's a soap opera, good Lord almighty, K-Fake content is going to be a soap <laughs> opera. Man, I hear you. We do it every week. Like I, like I told you before we started, we like to open the show just with five or 10 minutes of just everyday bullshit because whether people like it or not, they're going to listen to it or they're not, but it's there. It's always there. And this is something that people can come back to when they find you later on. And man, you, you know, when, if, you know, when you make it big, when you start working for the NWA, because yeah. I know it's going to fucking happen. Yeah, me too. But when it does happen, people are going to go back and go, wow, this dude worked his fucking ass off <laughs> to get where he is. Well, you know, man, you mentioned Gary V to start things off today. And that's, that's all that is about, you know, uh, many, many, uh, I'm, I'm coming up on two years of me going for this gold in December. It's going to be two years. I first reached out to Conrad. I first reached out to David Lagana, the vice president of the NWA. Both of those two gentlemen told me to follow Gary V. I didn't even know how to turn on a Twitter device. I had such a different view of social media than I do right now. And because of Gary V, because I've documented the, the first day of me going on this goal is documented and ever since then. So yeah, man, that's evergreen content. When I do make it, I, I'm really happy that stuff is there because people are going to be like, how the hell did this guy get this? And I'll be able to show them exactly how it was done. And just for those of you who don't know how Adam and I actually came into contact, it was actually through his girlfriend, Haley, yeah. who listened to our show with uh, Mrs. Matt, Dana Massey. And she talked about us on her YouTube channel. And that's kind of where it linked us because I watched that video of her talking about us. And <laughs> love her for it. Anytime you can throw our name out there, like it, it literally, it'll make your dick hard when you hear your, when your name is out there in the stratosphere. It's true. And, and you didn't put it out there. You know, when somebody finds you just off the cuff like that, it's awesome. So I found her video of talking about us in the interview. And then I saw this guy with this mustache, and sunglasses, <laughs> and a Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I clicked on it, and I was like, dude, I want to be best friends with this guy. Hey, man. I, and then we actually met face-to-face -face at StarCast. I think we shared a beer together at 10 o'clock in the morning when a bartender told us, you guys do know it's 10 o'clock in the morning. And both of us looked <laughs> at each other, and we're like, hey, we're bartenders, buddy. This is wrestling. You probably should have told that to people this weekend. <laughs> And and what kind of bartender tells somebody it's too fucking early? What's in the up morning? with this guy? Exactly, See, dude. This isn't Waffle House. Give me my fucking beer. Exactly. <laughs> Even if it was Waffle House. But so I mean that kind of brings everybody up to speed, and and we had such a blast at Starcast, walking around and shooting the shit. We actually talked to uh, Carrie Silkin from Ring of Honor together. Uh, <laughs> We went, we went to the bar and had beers and, and lunch and had a good time. And we wanted to do more, but 
Levi and I were just in such a foul fucking mood from the weekend that it, it just it kind of put a damper on everything. But... Hey, it happens, man. You know, the best thing about that Carrie Silken interaction was that dude was still trying to sell us tickets. So he yeah. went all the way back to his roots trying to sell us tickets to All In that day. I thought that was a great experience. <laughs> and we're like, dude, we got him. We're good, we're good yeah. man. But yeah, what a, what a guy. Uh, so let's move on to some wrestling, shall we? Sure. As I take a sip of coffee. Uh, let's see here. Clash of the Champions happened Sunday night. Did you watch it? Be honest. I did. I, I, did, I did. I got up <laughs> super early this morning to watch it because I felt bad because when I sent you the message about co-hosting and I was like, not going to watch it, not going to watch it. And then I was like, you know what? I have to watch it. Yeah, because the, so one th- the one thing I tell Tommy every time I come on this show is, dude, if you need me, I can follow very well. So as soon as you told me I'm not going to watch it, I'm like, well, shit, I don't know if I'm going to remember <laughs> anything. <laughs> Well, of course, we found the favorite amongst the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast fans, and that is GoGreenHemp.com. That's right, CBD hemp products. Tommy and I both use them daily to get through our days, get to sleep, get awake, you name it, whatever. We use it for everything. And at GoGreenHemp.com, we have a special offer for you. We all know hemp can be quite expensive depending on where you go, but GoGreenHemp.com is pretty affordable, especially when you slap on that coupon code at the end, HEELS AND QUADS, and all caps at checkout. That saves you 15% on your order. 15%. That's a lot off some good hemp. So check this out. They have balms, bath bombs, beauty products, edible gummies, gel capsules, tinctures, animal products, pre-filled cartridges, and even wax crumble. You gotta go to gogreenhemp.com and use that coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout to save 15% on your order. You won't get a better deal on hemp. I can promise you that. That's gogreenhemp.com, coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout. So the pre-show happened. Not really much to talk about there. Drew Gulak retains the Cruiserweight title. Uh, AJ uh, retains the United States title. And what I thought was a pretty decent match. Absolutely. I mean, AJ Styles on the pre-show, what's going on? But I I guess you got to look at things since it is Clash of the Champions. The United States title, not that high up there, even though there are 27 titles. You know what what, (laughs) what really blew my mind, Tommy, was at at the beginning of the pre-show, one of the announcers said, this is match one of 11 title matches today. And I'm like, there's 11 titles in the WWE? That is absolutely crazy to me. And, and, and like we always say, it's just Vince slinging his dick around. Dude, I mean, it's <laughs> nuts. I mean, I, I, I would love for them to just have one championship, one heavyweight championship that goes between both brands, one tag title that goes between both brands, and then the United States title and the Intercontinental title can be on either one. Yeah. And I think that's why they usually typically put the United States title on the pre-show is because it technically is a WCW slash NWA title. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Vince doesn't see it as prestigious as, say, the Intercontinental title, which he created. And Pat Patterson was the first one who won it in Rio de Janeiro, quote unquote. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but back to AJ Styles being on the pre-show, like, 
do they not see that this is your guy? This is the guy that the kids love. This is the guy that the adults love. This is the wrestling guy. But is it, do you think it's because he's older and they don't want to put their faith in him? Well, I don't know if it's because he's older. I think it's because he doesn't fit that mold that we always hear about, right? But also, I'm not sure if you saw this on social media after Stone Cold Steve Austin was on uh, in Madison Square Garden. He actually gave AJ Styles, he put him over huge after the show. He did another cheers. He's like, and this one goes out to AJ Styles, the, own, the, 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 the best guy here right now, the best man in the business right now. He gave him a cheers of the beer, and then he stunned him again. Did you see that? Of course I did, man. So, so Anything I'm, Stone Cold puts out, I'm there. Dude, I'm wondering <laughs> if that was that that definitely wasn't supposed to happen. I don't even know if Vince knew that that was going to happen. Like that put over AJ huge. Of course not everyone's going to see that cuz they're not in the wrestling bubble like you and I are. But man, I just don't know if Vince sees it. Yeah, AJ's a little bit older, but dude, he's going to put in that work right now. He's been waiting forever for this opportunity. I mean, that as a professional wrestler, your goal should be to work for the WWE at one time, whether it's for a short, short amount of time, maybe come in for, you know, a short six months or a year. But at some point, that's a good spot to get your chops in and, you know, then go back out, out on the indies like so many guys have done and then they end up coming back. But, I mean, WWE is not the be-all, end-all. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. Yeah, man. With all of the – I mean, if if we thought that last year was crazy, if we thought that all-in was crazy, folks, this wrestling boom, it hasn't even started yet. We're at the tippy-top of what's about to happen. So definitely buckle up for the next five years. And just running through the card here, uh, Ziggler, Rude, uh, captured the Raw Tag Titles. No big surprise there, as we saw later on, Braun and, and Seth Rollins for the Universal title, which apparently is more prestigious than the WWE Championship. But mm-hmm. we could talk about that till we're blue in the face. Yeah. Uh, Bailey retains the SmackDown Women's title uh, against Charlotte. And that's actually, I'm kind of surprised because I think uh, Levi and myself last week both picked Charlotte to win and be the seven billionth time smackdown women's champion yeah definitely a surprise to me as well my friend being in charlotte i mean why not why aren't you doing that in flair country going in to uh uh wwe being on fox you gotta think that they're gonna put that they're gonna put that flair name out on that major network why isn't she coming in as a champion so that was definitely a surprise to me as well and then the Revival uh, captured the SmackDown tag title. So both uh, men's tag team titles change hands here tonight. Uh, I mean, you know, they're going to the, – the way it ended with the submission and Woods tapping out, that just saves Big E and continues to make him look strong. And that guy has, you know, top main event star written all over him. He has since he came up to the main roster. And they continue to just keep him down and keep him in that middle of the pack. But the New Day, they make so much money off that merch. Who knows yeah. if they'll ever split them up? They're, they're like the, the today's Freebirds. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm not really sure if they're ever going to split them up. But I, I did notice Big E in, in promos lately. He's not being that over-exuberant guy as much lately. So there might be something coming down the line. They might be teasing something right now. Because when they, when they showed Xavier Woods coming in in the pre-show – 
Big E was not all about it, you know. So there might be something there coming that 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 I can foresee. But you know, I've only predicted the wrestling coup d'état that's happening right now when no one else did. <laughs> that's true. He did. <laughs> he did. I remember. I was there. Uh, so the the women's tag team titles did not change hands. Surprisingly, as Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retained, uh, that would change the following night on Raw. But we will get to that. The Intercontinental title, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated The Miz with interference by Sami Zayn. No big surprise there when you've got a, an actual wrestler on the outside. <laughs> yes, they are wrestlers, not sports entertainers, not uh, performance art oh, people. They're God. professional wrestlers. Don't get started on that. <laughs> oh, we're going to get started All on right. that. <laughs> Becky, uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks wins via DQ, so obviously Becky keeps the uh, Raw women's title. And I, I, I remember you said you, you were wanting to talk about Sasha Banks. And before we get to that, and, and it's the babyface heel thing. Yeah. So at this point in the game, the women's division right now in the last six months, they've had more heel face turns than the big show. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, what, 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 what they're doing is just absolutely crazy to me. I mean, Charlotte is almost at what eleven? I think you said ten something, and Some, somewhere around there, ballpark. Yeah, and and, yeah. and the champion, and the this, uh, and she's only been here for like two, three years, and it took Ric Flair a lifetime to get to that number. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't get it. I I, I see. I see what they're doing, but I just she's she's too new. Still, she's so new to the business. I mean, she got in super late, and then as soon as she ran through NXT and beat everybody, and then they called her up to the main roster, it was like, just title, title, title. Like, it's okay. If you want her to be the champion, just keep the belt on her. She doesn't have to lose and regain it every time just to get a number up. Yeah, absolutely. And the more numbers that they have, you know, that, that also means that she's lost the championship 10 times. And and to me that that hurts your credibility. Like you said, Ric Flair, it took his his entire career to get to that point. Well, it doesn't just hurt her credibility, man. It hurts the credibility of the actual title itself. I think that title yeah. has been held by probably over fifty people at by by well, not over fifty people, but over fifty times so far, and that's crazy. It's it's a it's a new title. There's no need for it. Yeah, man. I I. I I think that it's pretty obvious that the WWE needs to hire at least a couple more female writers. I'm not sure how many they have on the staff, but when you're calling someone ugly and that's the whole point of the promo, uh, you, uh, I don't really know if that's really working too well. I'm, I'm no snowflake, but that's not really the kind of content I'm looking for. <laughs> it's, it's cringy. Yeah. And, and we'll get to another cringe uh, segment here when we get to Raw. Yeah, but let me take uh, a second to talk about Sasha right now, if that's oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, So, go, so go ahead. right after, right after Becky, right after Clash of Champions last night, and folks, the Becky Lynch-Sasha match is one of the, probably the only match that made me put down my phone, put down everything that I was doing, and give the match 100% of my attention. That match, they told the story, dude. It was fantastic. It was it was great classic wrestling. They went. They even went through the concession stand. I, I feel sorry for the mustard. I mean, come on, folks. <laughs> There's starving children that want mustard. But 
And then at the end of Clash of Champions, the first five seconds of that Chronicles of Sasha Banks comes on, and they immediately feed into my consciousness her as a baby face. My friends, my friends, why are you giving me baby face content during a heel run, during a heel storyline. Now I feel like an asshole for saying I want Sasha to be sent back home. I want Becky to send Sasha back home during that match. I should want to feel that way about Sasha right now. But now, now that they've put this out there and into my consciousness, I'm completely out of her storyline completely because my friends, if you connect all the platforms together. Now, I'm not saying make a chronicle about Sasha going to theme parks, drinking, going to clubs, partying it up during her quote-unquote vacation from the WWE, where she did, my friends, take her ball and go home. Now I feel like a jackass for feeling that way. And I'm not saying don't tell that story, but save that. Put that in the can for when Sasha does turn face. Exactly what I was going to say. Why, why rush it out? There's no need for it. If she's going to be this nasty heel and, and really just try to take over the women's division now that she, like you said, took her vacation. Yeah. But you're right, man. She took her ball. She went home. She was tweeting guys in AEW, basically, you know, putting feelers out there. Yeah. When, when we all knew, even, even when <laughs> we knew when she tweeted that kind of stuff out, WWE is not going to release you from your contract. No, the, the, no one's ever getting released again, folks. No, because they know what what can happen. And, you know, I, I love the guys in AEW. I love what they're doing. And we'll talk about AEW a bit. But, the, you know, they've even said we don't want, you know, everybody from WWE to come in. Thank God. And that's the way it should be. Now, if somebody wants to leave WWE and go out and work the indie scene or maybe even go work in Japan and hone their craft a little bit more and get that vibe of what wrestling really is and not this, you know, Barnum and Bailey three ring (laughs) circus that WWE, let's face it, it is. It's a traveling circus. Mm -hmm. If you want to do that and then maybe maybe then come back to WWE or maybe see if AEW is interested, but there's no need to be like, Oh, we just want to be released from our contract so we can go to AEW because that's where the money is now. Well, here's the thing, man. If let's just say if the WWE decided to connect all of their content on all of their platforms, be so much more powerful to the storytelling. I mean, yeah, we know these people are real life people, but, but, we don't want them to be. That's why we watch wrestling. Because they're 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 real life superheroes. It's yes. it's a real life comic book. It like you said, a soap opera. It's a soap opera for grown adults. The kids yes. watch it for the 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 wrestling matches, but a lot of adults watch it for the storylines. Dude, I am I am a promo guy right at the top, and a very far second is in ring work. Yes. I think very far second. I, I agree hundred percent. I think your promo, your 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 stick work is more important at this point in the game than being an in-ring performer. Absolutely. And I think that there is one organization out there that is going to connect all of their platforms together, and that's the NWA, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. So real quick, uh, Kofi Kingston retains. It's it's your classic Randy Randy Orton match. It started off super slow. It it was it was long and just ugh. It, 
it's a shame because the guy has so much raw talent, but it, he just comes off like he just doesn't give a shit. And you know, man, this is another finish that I was very surprised about. Also, yes, we're going to put we're going to put a person that flings around pancakes on the Fox Network as your WWE champion. This is crazy to me. I mean, I thought that Kofi Kingston had a great run. I thought that it was a fantastic lovey-dovey story at WrestleMania. Everybody was happy. They left happy. But come on, folks. If, if, if we want wrestling to be taken seriously by the mainstream people, folks, if you're listening to Heroes and Quads, you're definitely in the wrestling bubble, folks. We got to think a little bit further outside the bubble. And to have that guy as your champion going into network television is a little bit crazy for me. And the unfortunate thing is, and I got a little fired up on Twitter about it on Sunday. And that's kind of where my branding came from Sunday night on Twitter <laughs> about how we were going all in and uncensored and fuck everybody and everything. But my, my main thing was, and th- this is what pisses me off about, you know, the wrestling reports and all that stuff is sure. when, when you have an idea that's been out there, because as soon as WrestleMania was over and we did our, our review of it, I said, just wait until October, whatever it is, October 4 is the first SmackDown on Fox, I believe. Sure. But I said, Brock Lesnar will beat Kofi Kingston on the first episode of SmackDown Live on Fox. Because that's going to draw a rating. That's going to bring in numbers. That's going to get people talking. That's going to make Fox happy because they've invested billions of dollars in this. (laughs) That's going to make them happy. And that makes wrestling seem legitimate in the corporate eye. No, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a reason that many, many years ago, uh, there there was a pay-per-view at Staples Center. It was some random pay-per-view, but you had WrestleMania events at that pay-per-view. It's because all of the network people were there, all of the executives were there, and they put on a show, and that's why WWE got billions of dollars for it. And now Fox has to be shaken in their boots a little bit, worried about ratings with everything that's going on now. Well, hey, this is this is at a time where the the wrestling coup d'état AEW was not even on anybody's radar. It wasn't even on the people inside AEW's radar. So it, it might have been on Tony Khan's. I know that guy's a very smart wrestling guy. But you know, with all this new competition coming, if we can call it competition, it's not really competition. It's just options. So to give people more options, yeah, man, they're 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 definitely nervous out there. And WWE is definitely nervous because we've seen the last six months they've been circling the wagons with who they're hiring. Yeah, and and, and another surprise, Eric Rowan defeats Roman Reigns, of course, with a little bit of help from his old buddy Luke Harper, who was off the radar other than Twitter. Like you said, you know, unless you're in that bubble, you kind of forgot about Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think that's, that's, that was good for him with the WWE audience. You know, I mean, he was, he was, he's very popular with, with our fan base. He's very popular inside the wrestling bubble. But what was he doing in WWE? Not everyone looks at wrestling the way that we do. There's definitely different levels of fandom. We talk about it all the time. Like, like I say, th- that's the why Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and when he was there, uh, Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, when he was there, they looked at, okay, this is what the kids are into. They want, yeah. they want to feel a little rebellious towards maybe adults or, or society or whatever it is, whatever that S.H.I.E.L.D. thing was. But they're a team, and I, I mean, like my kids, like when you have to buy your kid a Roman Reigns shirt in an event, 
and you're just like, I cannot believe I'm spending. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Spending money on this, <laughs> but you do it because you love your kids. But but it really is like, and then my youngest kid, you know, he, he's into AJ Styles. I'm like, dude, I have no problem buying you anything AJ Styles. Like, if you want it, you got it. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's like the kid that you see that's wearing every single piece of merch that John Cena oh, yeah. has ever created, yeah. and that dude is a merch genius because not only do you have to have the hat, you have to have the wristbands, you have to have the shirt, and then if that dude would have came out with, with, with jean shorts that they sold at the event, everyone would have bought those jean shorts as well. He's a merchandising genius. Well, and I remember a couple of years ago in WWE Shop, they had John Cena shoes. Uh, well, we got to get them. And then he's, and instead of the shoes he was wearing in the ring, his sneakers, he was wearing the John Cena sneakers they were selling on WWE Shop. It's so, they're so smart. The the yeah. marketing inside the WWE universe is so smart about their marketing and how they, they, they're not worried about the content. That's the thing. They're not worried about the wrestling, their entertainment. They've said it, but they have to, they have to realize with all this stuff coming out, that they have to start focusing more on the wrestling product. And I think that we are seeing that, Tommy. I think that uh, once once we get to this new draft that just happened six months ago, right? Didn't we just yeah, have one of Yeah, we just these? had one right but after Mania. This is so needed. This is so needed. We need a reset. This wild card rule. I mean, people still remember that there was a draft, everybody. I mean, it, it, it really – it really dumbs down. It makes them dumb down their audience when they don't think that they remember what they've just done six months ago. And then uh, Seth Rollins retains the universal title. And here's the thing, this post-match spot, Bray Wyatt, this, this fiend. What do you, I mean, what do you think about that whole thing? I absolutely love the fiend. I am a huge fan of uh firefly funhouse i mean you put puppets in anything man i'm gonna be a fan of it. I'm, a, I'm a muppet guy yeah. i love from from the first firefly funhouse i was completely sold firefly funhouse is phone down content we're that's that's a trademark right there folks that's phone down content Bing. and yeah man <laughs> and uh and but but and this is a big but I think it's a little too soon 
for him to be in the championship picture, I, I don't know why you don't draw this completely mm-hmm. out yes. and just make it a super long build. This is something that you can build literally forever him chasing this title. And then he could have been the one that takes out Brock Lesnar. You know, he could have been the one with this giant, giant win, except it was Seth Rollins that sounds like a squeaky squirrel outside of my new house. <laughs> I love it. And and here here's my one my one thing about the post match when Seth goes up on the ramp and he's about to, you know, make his exit. When when the fiend makes his appearance, why didn't they do like some kind of story where he kidnaps him and keeps him hostage until hell in a cell and you know, mm. Seth Rollins is drained, he's been malnourished, he's he's <laughs> tired, he's he's you know, like don't let him trim his beard like Make him look like he doesn't, he hasn't showered. He's got dirt under his fingernails. Like make it gritty, make it fucking gritty. Like give, give some kind of new spin on a, on a product. That's just so fucking squeaky clean and overproduced. It's like a fucking Backstreet Boys record who no knock on the Backstreet Boys. They're phenomenal now, but when they were popular, in the nineties, I thought they were the drizzling shits, but <laughs> it's, it's amazing what time can do to something, but just, you know what I'm saying? Like they had something right there and I saw it as soon as, as soon as I saw it pop up on Twitter, because I didn't watch it live, but I was like, why aren't they there? It's, there's something there. Dude. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you, man. But you know, that's, that's, that's getting things a little bit out of PG uh, TV. Don't, don't, don't you feel? And they got to, they, the WWE wants to keep that fine line right now, but that's something that easily, easily could have been done. And uh, dude, I like it. I like that fantasy booking. Let's call Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> hey Bruce, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm available. I will work for WWE. <laughs> I will try to change and fix the product. I will try to help. Um, but then the, the next night on Raw, you know, Seth Rollins opens the show and it's like, come on, why are, why are we doing this? Why? But that's their style. The champions got to open the show. Absolutely. But also the way that they, I, I like that Bray Wyatt didn't come out to the, to the ring. I like that Bray Wyatt is still in his Firefly Funhouse, but he's talking live to Seth in, inside the ring. That's good, man. I don't think you ever, ever bring Bray Wyatt out unless he is dressed as the Fiend, unless he's in that other character. He, he's got to he's gotta stay as far away from the ring as he can until, like, like a big match, like Hell in a Cell. Hey. No, let me ask you something. The, the graphics were upside down yesterday, and I think this might be the start of something because the graphics were upside down, but the Firefly Funhouse music was still playing while they were doing the graphics. I think that we might start seeing an integration of uh, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend taking over small parts of the show like that. Do you think that was on purpose, or do you think that's just me making excuses for the WWE production? At first, I thought it, it, was, a, it was a mishap, because yeah. I did see that Vince McMahon, uh, Triple H, and Kevin Dunn, who is in the uh, TV uh, department, he's not, in, he's not in the wrestling world, per se. Yeah. But, whoa, hey, what's going on? Sorry, sorry, I'm standing <laughs> up to get some coffee. You're good, man. Uh, I just wanted to make a big deal out of it for no reason. Um, but, you know, and then I was like, well, maybe that's because, you know, Kevin Dunn's not in the truck running shit. But then, like you said, the music was still playing. So I'm like, yeah, this is, they're doing something. Because the whole episode of Raw last night was kind of different. 
Mm-hmm. But and that was with Paul Heyman running the show. And let's face it, Paul Heyman's a fucking genius. Um, uh, like I said, my friends, circling the wagons. I wouldn't trust him with my money. I wouldn't trust yeah. to get a paycheck from him from all the stories that I've heard. But I trust him when it comes to wrestling and a wrestling Absolutely. product. Yep, I'm with you. So I'm not really going to run through all the matches of Raw because I want to get to some other stuff, some more stuff that you're passionate about. And and not that you're, you know, you watch WWE, of course, who doesn't? We we have to in this in this uh, in this business that we're in, this small corner of the business. But my whole thing and I, this this storyline just is it, it, we talked about pushing that PG envelope, mm-hmm. but we have a cuck storyline. Hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. I know the kids don't get it, but like, like the, the kidnapping storyline that I fantasy booked would be, at least be something like the, the kids, like even my kids, they don't know how to feel about the fiend. They, are we supposed to be scared of him? Is he supposed to be fun? Because my kids growing up in my house, you know, I showed them Pee Wee's Playhouse. That was, yeah. that was a good time. You know, they know who, you know, uh, uh, Sesame Street, all that kind of stuff. Blues Clues. You know, they grew up watching that kind of stuff. And it, it, But then we have a cuck storyline. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, Tommy. I, I, uh, I don't know what I feel about it i'm i'm happy that they're 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 using those wrestlers yes i I love mike i love mike bennett i'm not calling him malice but they have so many people that they just that just sit around in the back so i'm happy that these people are actually being used maria canellis is fantastic at this role i uh I, 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 I tweeted out last night, congratulations, Ricochet, on your new storyline. Yeah, it's, right? It's, 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 I don't know what to feel about it, man. I am not, I'm not, not for it. I'm, I'm not for it. I don't know. It's, 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 <laughs> it's strange. It's, 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 it's whatever. It's whatever to me. Yeah. And, and we got the return of Rusev, which was cool because he, man, he got fucking chiseled. I mean, he was big before, but mm-hmm. he is, he's back. He's in shape. He. Great mustache. Fantastic mustache. <laughs> Put that motherfucker in the WWE Hall of Fame right now. One of the best mustaches I've seen in a long time. But yeah, dude, I think that now that Rusev looks, he, he looks even more of that destroyer part. Man, I was so upset when they when they just crushed Rusev Day. I went to that WrestleMania in uh, New Orleans with, with, with my girlfriend Haley, and Rusev Day chants were everywhere on Bourbon Street. It was man. huge. It was, it was crazy. But I think that that's, that's another thing where it wasn't the storyline that they wanted to go with. And they just completely just turned their back on the fans. And this is what happens when you turn your back on the fans. It, it, just, it just doesn't work well for, 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 for long-term booking. And, and going back to the fiend, the, the end of Raw last night with, with Kane coming out to save Seth Rollins after he was getting the beat down from the Good Brothers, etc. I love that they're doing this kind of almost Legend Killer-esque thing with The Fiend because I feel like it's obviously building something up with The Undertaker at some yep. point. Uh, I think we'll get, and, I, and we've been saying this for months, we're going to see Demon Finn Balor come back at Survivor Series when he gets done with his little leave of absence after he got married and everything. But I think we'll see that if he might even make an appearance at Hell in the Cell, cost the Fiend the title, 
and then that that storyline continues and that brings Finn Balor back into that demon persona that everybody loves. Personally, I'd rather see Finn Balor just be Finn Balor or Prince Devitt, actually, but beggars can't be choosers at this point in the wrestling game. Yeah, me, me, me too. I like the thing as a, I, I like the, the, the demon character as a man. I haven't beat this guy. I've, I've tried two times already to beat this guy. I need to go to a different place to do it. I don't need to see it every week. I don't need to see it every pay-per-view. But I, I, I'm with you. I'd rather see Finn Balor and his bulge every week on Raw. <laughs> Blue Chew. That's right. That's but right. I mean, yeah, the the demon character should be like to to close out a storyline for that final finish, be it in a cage or a Falls Count Anywhere, whatever kind of gimmick you want to toss on it, Judy Bagwell on a forklift, whatever you want to do. Uh, but it should be like WrestleMania or SummerSlam or Royal Rumble, one of those big shows where you want to bring those viewers in and, and get people to subscribe for their first month free on WWE Network, which, of course, is only nine ninety nine. in case anybody didn't know by now. Yeah, man, exactly. And that's the same way I feel about a Hell in a Cell match anyways. Just because it's what, – what, what's the month going to be next month? October? Yes. Just because it's October doesn't mean we have 12 Hell in a Cell matches that are now in a red cage for some reason. A Hell in a Cell should be in a silver cage, should be in that – gritty gritty atmosphere when the time calls for it not because it's just october yeah it's kind and you know halloween and the whole frightful month that is october and nah. whatever you know no nah. no I, I don't need it in wrestling i want it in horror movies a- yeah. unless you're going to give me another house hardy halloween because i've been pining for that for a year now so hopefully mm-hmm. we get that because that was fucking gold um so let's move on from WWE because I'm tired of talking about it, quite frankly. Sure. <laughs> uh, AEW, man. What I mean, let's go there and then we'll go to, yep. you know, the, the birthday boy time. and NWA. Okay, I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm watching. I wanted to thank you for listening and being a part of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. But I just have one favor to ask. And that is that you visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. It's your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast merchandise. And we got plenty of it for you. You won't regret it. You know you need some new shirts. You need some new swag. So hit up ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads to help support the show and help fix that damn wardrobe of yours. But AEW as a whole, what what are they doing? What do you think of the product so far? Like, I haven't got the chance to talk to you about it. So we'll try to just kind of keep it in like 10 minutes and then we'll move on. But sure. Um, as as a whole, I think, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm really 50-50 on, on the AEW product right now. Probably a little bit more as probably a little bit more pro than than negative. But, you know, I'm, I'm, my mind is, of course, completely open to AEW. We haven't seen Wheatley TV. We haven't seen what storylines are going to be. All that we have to go on is what they give us online. And my God, my God, those promos online, the production quality of some of this stuff is mwah, a magnifique. But some of it is not for me at all, man. I don't know if you're if you're into the hardcore stuff, uh, Tommy, but I am a little bit outgrown of the hardcore wrestling style. What what do you feel about that? You know, we talked about it when we covered uh, uh, All Out. 
And I said, you know, it's it's a different time. It's it, I feel like it. I love Joey Janela. Unfortunately, uh, one of my favorite people in wrestling does not like Joey Janela. Sure. Uh, Darby Allen. Uh, 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 what's what's uh, I'm drawing a blank. The other guy that was in the triple threat. Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc. I'm sorry. Yeah, my mind's out there. I'm sweating my ass off in the uh, the mobile studio <laughs> here. But I feel like it's going to keep those guys subject to that mid-card. You know, it's going to ha- be hard to sell them as wrestlers after we've seen them jump off of the top rope on a fucking skateboard and a Cracker Barrel, which I love Cracker Barrel. Shout out to them. If you want to sponsor the show, email us at heelsandquads at <laughs> gmail.com. But I feel like they're going to be subject to staying in that in that wheelhouse, that hardcore wheelhouse, or that even just that mid card level. I can't see, uh, even though Darby Allen and uh, Cody had a great match, but I can't see Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship right now. You, you know, let me let me take a second and just comment on those three wrestlers really quick. I I, I, I it'll be really quick for Jimmy Havoc. I'm not sold. I'm not. I'm not a big fan whatsoever. Uh, when it comes to Darby Allen, dude, that dude has a look. That dude has a presence. He and a he great dressed, story, a great story, a fantastic story. And man, that's that's somebody that the girls are really going to get behind as well. I know that my girlfriend finds him extremely attractive. That's verbatim what we've said, Adam. Is he's that yeah. Tiger Beat uh, teen people? He's that yeah. cover boy. Yes, absolutely. He, he, he wears the same outfit that Haley wears sometimes when he wrestles. But other than that, I absolutely love his story, love his look. When it comes to Joey Janela, yeah, Jim Cornette doesn't like him for reasons that I see. Joey Janela is a merch freaking guy. Yes. He knows what he's doing. His, his graphics are fantastic. He knows the characters that he's portraying. Would I like him to work on his, his, his body and his look a little bit? Yeah, but that's something that, you know, maybe he'll do. But he understands the audience that he's going for as well. So that's that's my take on those three wrestlers. But, dude, I don't need to see thumbtacks poured in people's mouths anymore. Yeah. Or, I actually, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that was a crazy spot. I'll give it that. I, I don't I – don't, What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Jim Ross when it comes to that. What, what do you think about Jim Ross on commentary? We're really just flying willy-nilly on AEW. Yeah, that's, that, that was my whole thing is just over overall. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally, you know, and it maybe I'm putting the, the, the old school blinders on. I still love Jim Ross on commentary. Dude, I love him too. I mean, he's he's really talking to the fan like like me, who's not into that hardcore wrestling. You can tell that he's not into it. He's honest, so, dude. He's and even if you don't like him, just look at him as the heel commentator. Not everyone's going to like the wrestling that's happening. Um, I don't think that he's really burying the talent when they're out there. I don't think that he's burying what he's seen. He's being honest, like you said, and I enjoy that. Authenticity in wrestling is 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 going to be the new thing that's that that's coming. I'm very excited for that, and just the fact that they let uh, Mister Mister Ross talk about the product on his podcast honestly is a complete 180 to what WWE's podcasting is going to be. Dude, when WWE starts podcasting, it's going to be like freaking Nazi propaganda yes, out there. Yes, it really is. And as soon as that was announced, I'm like, I'm just waiting for an email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But, but then they'll go back and listen to shit, and they'll be like, no way. 
We cannot trust this guy. But no, I just I and I love that you brought up Jr. because I, I really fired off on it uh, when we when we did do our review of All Out because I saw a lot of people on Twitter going. JR isn't the voice of AEW. He's not the voice of our generation. He's just there because, you know, Cody loves him and all these guys grew up listening to him. But you know what? He's a, he's a legend. He knows what he's doing. He's going to continue to put people over. That's his job. But he's going to do it in an honest way. And if you don't like that, you've got Excalibur on there, too, because it is going to be a three-man team on TV. You've got Excalibur, who, who grew up with all these guys, who was working in Pete, PWG with the Young Bucks and all, you know, everybody. And he knows their stories. So he's going to continue to push these guys. While JR is, like you said, he could be that heel commentator. He did it in WWF. But, uh, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. And, you know, you have to give him time to work back up because he was sitting at home. He yeah. was sitting on the bench for a year, even though he was on WWE's payroll. And they flew him to, you know, the <laughs> desert. And he worked the the pregame show and, and it, it, it it's a spit in the face of a, of an absolute legend and i mean he learned from the best gordon Soley. and he and worked with guys, lance russell i mean and now and now these guys get to learn from him exactly so it's, it's, it's it's not it's not it's he's he's really there as a mentorship let's look at it that way folks like He's there for a mentorship for these people that are coming up. He's not going to be there forever, everybody. I, I, I could probably see him being on the air two, three, maybe four years, and then he just slowly goes to that uh, behind-the-scenes commentator that he does great with those interviews on um, uh, All Elite Wrestling's YouTube page. And, hey, let's, let's talk about Cody Rhodes for one sure. second because – Cody Rhodes, what he's doing with AEW is the wrestling that I absolutely love. Ever since All In with Cody Rhodes going up against Nick Aldis for that NWA championship and how that 10 pounds of gold really brought us along on that story with them, Cody Rhodes has been doing no wrong. And I think that there is going to become a time, dude, there's like 14 bookers right now for AEW, and that's absolutely crazy. That's why some of the storylines are so convoluted. That's why some of the matches are just going on and on and on and on forever. I think that there's going to, I think that there's going to come a time where Tony Khan is going to say, okay, we need to have one booker that's in charge of everything, and I hope that that gets put on to Cody Rhodes' shoulders down the line. He's an absolute star, and he learned from his father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, who knew it all about the professional wrestling business. And I, I will tell you right now, all in, my favorite match, mine and Levi both just looked at each other when it was over, that NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Cody, Nick Aldis, oh, beautiful. It was old school wrestling. It was NWA. It was, you know, early days of WCW, whatever you want to call it. But it was just that old school feel. And Cody has continued that with all of his matches so far in AEW. It's not, he's not trying to do too much. He's doing, he's getting the story further over. And that match with Dustin Rhodes was one of the greatest emotional stories and matches I've ever seen as a wrestling fan. Man, it was fantastic to be in the building for that match. Uh, that, that was obviously what, what I was looking forward to. I thought that that stole the show again. Cody Rhodes just continues and continues and continues to steal the show, my friends. And uh, people are going to say that that Young Bucks match stole the show. I think that Young Bucks match was a flippy, dippy, crazy thing that I, you know, I love the, yes, yes, the athleticism is fantastic. Yes, what they're doing is 
very off the wall crazy and I give them a lot of credit for it. But if you take a Canadian destroyer off a ladder into a table and then five seconds later you're putting a submission hold on somebody, what the hell is going on? It's not believable wrestling. Yeah. It's not kayfabe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay. One more thing about AEW, then we'll move on to some other stuff. Uh, Kenny Omega, the story, he's, he's, he's lost. Uh, I saw it coming uh, when he first came in. I knew they were going to do something to where he wasn't just going to be the best bout machine. And even though yeah. he's putting on great matches still, even though – because he can't help it. Let's face it. The guy's, yeah. the guy's a freak. But I, I love the storyline. I think that what they're doing with him could become very interesting because, yeah, he was big dog in New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? He was the prodigy coming into AEW. He was the name that everyone inside the wrestling bubble knew that no one outside the wrestling bubble knows, my friends. Keep that in mind yes. as well. AEW is trying to get that lapsed fan, trying to get that new fan. So that storyline about him building to being that greatness again. Yeah, man, I think that there's there's places to go with it, but I can't help but see Kenny Omega as a ballerina every time he's in the ring when he does that hop, skip, and a jump every time he runs. It's, Before uh, the V-trigger, yep. He's, uh, he's, he, he's just p- uh, uh, playing all over the place. Is that a ballet term? I, I, I believe it is. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Um, and, and, and TV, I mean, we're, we're, we're waiting patiently, impatiently in our, in our minds. Uh, what do you think they're going to do? Are they going to do comparable numbers to raw SmackDown and now NXT going live starting tomorrow? Well, I think I read somewhere that 28,000 people bought the pay-per-view. That's not a lot of people. Yeah. That's over a million dollars, almost a million and a half in pay-per-view buys. That's fantastic. But when it comes to eyeballs, I don't know who's going to find it. I don't know who watches television anymore. <laughs> I mean, who's flipping around on a television? Unless you're in the know, you know. And, and, and I think once TV starts and, like you said, the storylines really get kicked off and they, they find what they're doing with this as a, as a wrestling company, I think it'll change. And I think people will do what they expect people to do and be like, hey, we know you don't watch wrestling anymore, but maybe you should check this out. You could get into it. And here's another thing, too. You know, TNT has has basketball. TNT has those actual sports that a ton of people still watch. And I bet a ton of those people used to watch wrestling as well. So once we get into the basketball season, they start promoting AEW. I think then we're going to start seeing a a little bit of an uptick because people are going to actually see it in their consciousness. But until then, I I think it's going to be the hardcore fans that travel and watch this and watch them every week. I think it's going to be us that are inside the bubble. I think it's going to be, you know, obviously some people that hear about it from WWE, but I don't know, man. What, what are you going to do? NXT? I, I don't watch NXT, so I'm going to be watching AEW. I don't watch NXT either because it's not live. If, yeah. if wrestling's not live, I don't want to watch it. I agree. If it's, it, I mean, like, I mean, we'll talk about it. Like, the, the, the product that any, NWA is about to start putting out is going to be completely different. That's different. Hey, N- NWA is live to me. Yes. But when I know it's taped and I can find the results... I'm m- more likely than not, I'm going to look at the results. Sure. Because it's just, eh. 
But I think, I think, and you're right, you're on to something there because they were promoting AEW. They were promoting double or nothing during the NBA playoffs. And, you know, NBA season starts the end of October. So they've only got a couple of weeks where they're kind of like maybe limping a little bit to kick mm-hmm. it off. They can get off to a slow start and they're allowed to do that. It's, I mean, I'm sure TNT knows it's probably going to happen that way. Well, I think TNT is going to be ecstatic with the audience that they that they're that they're going to bring. I mean, they, it is going to bring an audience. Sure. They're going to be ecstatic if they can just get on the board, draw a number, yeah, exactly. And, and and that and that hardcore fan base, that BTE fan base, is going to be the people that tune in and, like you said, in the wrestling bubble that are in the know, the people that 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 want something different that. You know, New Japan is not giving us in the U.S. right now. The, the Ring of Honor uh, can't seem to find its footing at this point. And I called it, uh, I say, three months ago, I believe. I said it will be within the next year before AEW and Ring of Honor become one thing. Well, here's the thing with Ring of Honor, my man. What happened there is such a lesson in social media, such a lesson in personal branding. What happened with ROH is the, the, the Young Bucks and Cody and these few wrestlers, their personal brand, their online presence became bigger than a company. Yeah. And once they left that company, no one gave a shit anymore because they the, the company wasn't the brand. The wrestlers were the brand. And we tried. We really tried. I, I followed that show and, and watched every week, and I was trying to give it my time and give it my attention and, and show it love on the podcast. And, of course, you know, you're a big fan of PCO. I know that. Oh, huge. And, and as are we. And we interviewed him last summer, and I think it was August. And he talked to us for three hours in one of the most fantastic interviews I've ever done. But he's he's great. That whole villain enterprise thing's great. We love Flip Gordon, another person that's been on the and a good uh, conspiracy theorist as well, Flip Gordon. Uh, Marty, <laughs> Marty is a fucking star. Man, I, if, if, if I was Paul Heyman, I would throw him a boatload of cash yes. to come to Raw. If, if, they, if WWE doesn't just give him, like, freaking profit, like, I, I would give him 1% of WWE profit to, <laughs> to have him come to the actual company, man, for the rest of his life, just to throw a wrench into what AEW is doing. Yes, and, and Matt Taven as well. I mean, he's carrying that company on its back, what it seems like right now. And, and that's, it's a big load for one person. It's, it's, um, it's, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about ROH, my man, but when, but the, the visuals that, that, that the visuals that I see from the attendance is, is, is not good. It's, it's brutal. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Birthday boy. Happy birthday, Jim fucking Cornette. One. And we just triggered the world. Cue <laughs> ah! <laughs> the uh, Raphael Ninja Turtles gif on uh, Twitter. But a- as a fan of wrestling, I-, I don't agree with everything he says. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't drink the Kool-Aid. But as a wrestling fan also, I can see genius when I know, when I know genius. And Jim Cornette is a fucking genius. Dude, absolutely. I am. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. So ecstatic that the NWA picked Jim Cornette up as Keller commentator. I mean, he, he is the NWA. He was the NWA. It really shows that William Patrick Corgan, folks, a rock star owns the NWA. It's this, things are going to get crazy once they start their live TV. Or not their live TV, but their, but their weekly episodic television. I think Jim Cornette is just a fantastic provocateur, if I may. And the, the, the people that don't like Jim Cornette, Folks, he's doing his job. He's getting heat. That's what he's it, there for. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And some of the stuff that he talks about, I, I think people don't like it because it rings kind of true. Yeah. I, and I mean, everybody's got their personal opinions. And so, and like I said, some things I just don't agree with. But as an overall mind, he knows what he's doing. And he has known. And it, it, he hasn't. This isn't. It might be a quote-unquote gimmick, but it's something that hasn't changed in forever. Yes. It's something that he's been talking about forever. You can go back and find um, – I, I hate the term shoot videos, yeah, but yeah. you can go back and find shoot videos where Mr. Cornette is explaining the same thing that he's talking about today. And this was all the way back in like 2010, 2004. Yeah. Even before that, I mean, I remember seeing stuff in the – yeah, in the early 2000s that had just ripping on people. But – I've been a fan of his since I was a little kid because the whole thing. Well, one the second, one second, talking, Tommy. He's not. He's not ripping on people, and and he's not ripping on people. He just he just wants wrestling to be the most realistic that it can be. No, so he's. Ri- well, I, I should I should refrain or retract what I said and say it this way: when he rips on people like Shawn Michaels being a prima donna in the in the nineties. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. I didn't mean like today's stuff because today's stuff, I get it. He's seeing it as from his perspective that old school mentality, which there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly, that is wrestling. That's where wrestling came from, and I I know times change and I know things change, but wrestling has become this thing where people think it's a performance art, and it it, it is an art form of some of some magnitude but it's it's also professional wrestling there's a story to tell and you can't tell a story necessarily with flippy dippies all the time yeah and um the 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 personal branding i you know i i I talk about content a lot because I, i i'm living in that content game my friends the personal branding of yourself is so important. And if, if, if a wrestler is, is saying that what they're doing is a performance art, if a wrestler is coming out and saying that what they're doing is not, is not even if you get the vibe of them saying that it's not real, that, in my eyes, really hurts your credibility to the whole professional wrestling world. Now, a lot of these people might understand what their worth is to the whole wrestling world, and they're just... Uh, really pandering to that small, hardcore base. Hey, I understand everybody wants to sell T-shirts, but if you're really trying to make yourself into a personal brand, someone that can grow inside professional wrestling, I would stay away from that performance artist title. Yeah, it's it's cringy. It's another one of those things where you just look at it and you're you're a wrestler. That's what you do. It's it's a 24-7 job. Yeah. 
And, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of these people are quote unquote independent contractors and the whole health insurance thing in wrestling. It, it's, it's, it's messy sometimes. That's way over my head. I can't comment on anything <laughs> like that. My man. <laughs> I, I, it just, it, yeah, that kind of stuff just bugs me. But I mean, back to Cornette, I mean, I love his podcast. And, and, you, and you don't have to agree with everything he says. You know, if he's talking about something that you it makes you uncomfortable, skip ahead. Skip ahead a minute. He's on to something else. His brain is like ours today. It's all over the place. Hey, my, my, my friends, it's okay to feel emotions in professional wrestling. It's okay to feel emotions in real life. There's no reason for all of us to think the same. There's no reason for all of us to think the same about professional wrestling. Like you said, man, like when he gets into politics, I hit that fast forward button faster than he talks about Donald Trump. So, and, and, to, think, and to think that this guy is like anti to think that this guy is racist homophobic or any phobic is completely out just it, it blows my mind because he's the most liberal person yeah, I've ever heard I know, in my life. I know I don't get it either I'm just like he's it, it's almost like he sometimes with him you can't tell if it's a character or not sure and, but and that's that's, that, that's, that's <laughs> what you're supposed to feel Yes. <laughs> we were both thinking the same thing. <laughs> I yes. love it. But, uh, man, I loved having you on. And I could probably talk for another hour, but I know you've got a NWA video to check out live when it premieres here in about 15 minutes. I do, my man. And let me just tell your audience right now that, you know, I know everybody is so deep into WWE. I know everybody is so excited about AEW. But I'm going to make this prediction. And I, I don't make predictions, my friends ever i've only predicted that aew was going to happen before anybody knew what it was going to be but i really see the nwa creeping into everyone's consciousness over the next couple years so if you guys really want to watch a product that's going to be very heavy with story very heavy with promo my friends there this is going to be a studio wrestling show where they get to control the audience they get to control what you see and I think it's going to be, Billy Corgan has said it himself, it's going to be wrestling that is in your face like you've never seen in years. It's going to be rough around the edges. I think it's going to really speak to the fan like you, like me, that want that strong promo, that want that storyline again. I, I, I got to just highly recommend that you guys check out the 10 Pounds of Gold series on the NWA YouTube page. It's over eight hours of documentary footage of how they're rebuilding this brand i talk a lot about brand i talk a lot about social media these guys are doing it the right way they are it's a it's a slow build i love it it's and it's my friends this is the ultimate baby face build it's not about an actual wrestler it's it's the baby face build is about this company that was you know no one even knew that the that nwa was still on the map except for those people deep in the wrestling bubble now, William Patrick Corrigan, the president, the owner, the leader of the Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> David Lagana, the vice president, they're taking this brand and they're using the Gary Vee philosophy, building it slowly. My friends, it's, it's, it's something that I think is going to creep into your consciousness. Just give it a try. And if you like that, definitely come and find me because I talk about the NWA like no one else out there. Where do you think NWA's TV is going to be? Is it going to be on fight? I, that's what I'm assuming. That's where it's going to be. Uh, is it going to be like on like a me TV station? I mean, 
what do you what do you think? What I mean, they haven't really announced it yet, but I I I'd be fine with it just staying on YouTube for now, my man. Like let's let's see, let's let's take that Norm McDonald show that's on Netflix now, right? I'm sure that you've yes, seen that. Of course. So Norm McDonald show started on YouTube. That's where his proof of concept happened. I'm very fine with the NWA having their proof of concept on, on the YouTube page. And then from there, they can get picked up by somebody. Folks, YouTube can be put on your TV. They're on TV. That's it's, what we it's watch. On, <laughs> it's on demand. Exactly. So they don't really need to be on an actual TV station for me to take them seriously. I just want them to take professional wrestling seriously like, I, like they have proven to me in the last two years that they are going to do. Yes. And Adam, tell everybody where they can find you. If you're not following Adam Rotella already, what are you doing with your life? Well, I couldn't agree more there, uh, Tommy. So you guys can find me at Adam underscore Rotella on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm barely on Facebook. I got to get better with my content. We're, on we're awful on Facebook. Yeah, like when dude, we're like, doing our, our little promos, we're like, we're also on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, 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 in that case, I'm also on Facebook. Yeah. But Look up Kayfabe TV on your YouTube page. You can see my whole story from beginning to end. I, I, I loved doing this podcast today, my man. Definitely, you guys should have me on more often. I am 100% available for you two. We're all in on that because we love you as, as, a, as a content provider and as a, as a friend. And hey, and if, if you guys ever need any help with content, any advice, my door is wide open. My door is my DMs, my friends. If anyone out there wants any content advice, I, I, I think I'm producing some of the some of the most content out there that, from any wrestling creator. And I'd love to talk to you guys about content. Yeah. So make sure also to follow Kayfabe Tees on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you guys, I'm sure, have a Facebook as well. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, what for apparel check out uh, Adam's uh, uh, business partner Josiah uh, follow our show if you don't already if you don't why are you listening at heels and quads <laughs> on Twitter heels and quads wrestling podcast on Instagram follow me at Mr. Tommy Walter don't tweet from there very often but I'm around uh, Tommy Walter live on Instagram follow Levi of course Levi D Zendel on Twitter and Levi Zinfandal on Instagram and uh, yeah, that's the show. What a fucking like hour plus because Adam Rotella is a content fucking king. It's what I do, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. It really got me in the mood to make my own content today. So I'm really looking forward to this new NWA video and I'm going to jump right into my own content today. All right, man. Have a good one. Good to talk to you, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye bye. Bye. credit card that gives you what you need now a low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances the PenFed gold contactless card is our lowest interest rate credit card you can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours visit penfed.org gold card
To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.